Hi, this is Trudy Vysotsky and welcome to episode four of Trudy Talk. And today we're following on the conversation of limiting beliefs and this whole entire conversation has come up because we've been discussing the foundations of personal growth and development. And one of the foundations of personal growth and development is self-reflection, honest self-reflection to be more exact. So when we honestly self-reflect on our patterns, our programs, our behaviours, our narratives, our actions or our inactions, we actually can start to gain some clarity on what areas we continue to expand and grow and evolve on so that we can enjoy the success and the goals that we have for life. So following on from limiting beliefs, one of the things I wanted to talk to today was about fear. Fear uh, is a word that's used to define so many different things. But one of the things that I know to be true is that most of our limiting beliefs fit into a category or an overarching fear. And today what I want to do is just ask you to do some self-reflection on this topic as we go through it. There would have been a worksheet that you could download for free. It's called Managing Fear Worksheet. So if you go to the tiny URL link in the podcast that you've chosen to listen to, it will be written there. Go and grab your Managing Fear Worksheet because there's a whole range of fears that we're going to just discuss today. So not sure if you've heard this, but fear of fear probably causes more problems in our lives than fear itself. And getting clear on what you fear can make some really great inroads in diffusing your ticking anxiety bombs. So this is where you want to get it out of your system. You want to get some clarity, you know, whether it's a fear of failure, rejection or feeling unloved or a fear of bankruptcy or death or unfulfilled potential, you know, dying alone, public speaking, one of the top fears around the world, fear of being unwell or whatever it might be. The best starting place is to identify what are your fears because fear can also be a motivator. It's, a, it's also a natural fight or flight response to evade or mobilise you out of an uncomfortable situation. So there are some very valuable benefits of actually knowing the difference between a real fear or one that's incapacitating you in life, in many aspects of your life. So the aim is to be able to de define the difference. So we're talking about managing and releasing fears, and you might even notice that when you're tired or vulnerable or uncertain or about to step into new or uncharted waters, that you're more likely to experience your fears. If you stay comfortable within the the you know, compound of a life that you've created where you're very certain about everything that's, you know, going the way you would like it to be, you know, you may have some fears that don't actually come up until you step out into um, some more unknown territory. And some of your fears may even lie dormant during comfortable times. You may even think you've resolved a fear and then it crops up again in a different form. 
and you know you might feel just as stuck or possibly even more frustrated than before or you might do what a lot of people do and and that is actually distract themselves from actually acknowledging the fear so we don't want you to be doing that well as we said much before in the other podcast many of our subconscious programs are created during the ages of in the womb to around about eight years of age so Inner child work is definitely something to put on your list of areas to work on. It's more about that in upcoming podcasts. But another way to pop your fears is to consciously identify and name them. The best way to create long-term change is to work with your subconscious mind and involve your conscious mind. So by writing down and filling in uh, your worksheet, it's a way of doing that. So you can begin to, one, become a much greater observer of your thoughts and potentially your limiting beliefs and your fears and the narrative that you run. And that's a great way to begin to create a habit of conscious reflection and observation overall. Once uh, I was running a workshop and I noticed a theme after every workshop that I ran and that was that people would come up at the end of it and they'd say to me, there's no way that I could actually do what you do. There's no way I could possibly stand up in front of people and speak. But I've got this great topic that I know that I want to share, but I I don't want to be a public speaker because I've got a fear of public speaking. Now, there are lots of different reasons that people may have fears of public speaking. Having ran a therapy clinic off and on for a while, I know that one that definitely comes up is uh, the reactions that people have had growing up, particularly in a school environment where they've stood up in front of a class and they've shared and, you know, someone has laughed or, um, you know, or people have ignored the conversation that's taking place or, you know, a teacher or a student has made a comment that has... Um, you know, really negatively affected that person in that particular situation. So we've always had lots of ways that we've actually discovered (laughs) whether something feels comfortable to us or has become now uncomfortable. So there may be something in your subconscious which is um, a specific, from a specific experience that's occurred, whether you remember it or whether you don't remember it. But another thing that I know um, is that, Often with a a fear, for example, the fear of public speaking, there are actually particular aspects to that fear that people fear. It's not just the fear of public speaking. It's the fear of what potentially comes out within that public speaking, I guess, exposure. or the fear of being exposed is one that actually may come up. So... For example, with the fear of public speaking, you know, some people will say it's an overarching fear of public speaking, but what they may start to find if they delve a bit deeper is actually maybe there's a fear of being judged or maybe there's a fear of being humiliated or maybe they fear being asked a question and not knowing the answer. So they may fear making a mistake or not being appreciated or, you know, They don't like being critiqued or not being liked, someone not acknowledging their presentation in a positive way or the fear of being ostracised or the fear of being not being accepted. 
So you can you can understand from one fear, we really need to delve a little bit deeper to identify what is the real fear. What is the real fear beneath the the surface fear that we've identified? It's a bit like the limiting beliefs you've been working on. What is the the deeper issue with that limiting belief? I also have a lot of people that come on my workshops and we might, for instance, be discussing a topic of, of dating or of conscious relationships. And, um, you know, people raise their hands and they'll say, no, yeah, well, to be honest, you know, uh, I love being single. And I say, that's great. We're not here to, to judge whether people are single in a relationship or other. Um but uh, why do you like being single? And they might say, oh, I like being single because I have freedom. And so you might ask, oh, okay, so in a relationship you don't feel like you have freedom. Okay, so what is there a fear associated with that? Is there a limiting belief associated with that? And, you know, you get, it gets people starting to ask themselves questions. Then you might delve a bit deeper and say, well, is there a something that you don't like about being in a relationship. And people might say, oh, I don't need to deal with, you know, childish men or crazy women. I'll be honest, they're the most common things that I hear from people. And I say, okay, so is that a narrative that you have? How has how is that narrative been working for you? Is that narrative actually true? Uh, are we talking about the entire population of men being childish? Are we talking about the entire population of women being crazy? Are we talking about just specific situations that haven't necessarily been maybe observed or managed correctly? Maybe there were some boundaries that weren't in place or maybe, um, you know, some expectations that uh, weren't very clear. Or So there's a whole range and facets of things. When we start to identify the narrative we have, we really start to have a deeper understanding of what's actually going on under the surface. So back to the fears. One of the things a worksheet is useful for is um, I've given you a list of some example fears or we'll call them illusions. And what I'd love you to do is I'd like you to look at the worksheet and step one basically asks, during uncertain and challenging times, what are your worst fears? And there's a list of, you know, probably 14 or something there, and you can obviously feel free to add your own. We haven't talked about the, you know, fear of, um, you know, animals or bugs or snakes or claustrophobia or, you know, the whole range of other fears. They're, they're sort of phobies as well as fears. So the fears that I've listed in those tick boxes have been identified basically through workshops as being quite um, high on the list of fears. So and what I'd love you to do is I'd like you to identify during basically uncertain and challenging times, what are your worst fears? And go through and, and really take some time and perform some honest self-reflection. You know, the fear of rejection, the fear of intimacy, the fear of uh, feeling emotions. Now, a lot of these obviously could be broken down into lots of little podcasts and just one example I had a client once who was very busy all the time, very, very, very busy schedule. They never really stopped. And um, many years later, they became unwell, but they kept going. They kept, they had, they had a sense of responsibility to keep going. And they talked about how passionate they were about their company and passionate about their con customers and you know, 
all of the things that they talked about. But deep down inside, it eventually came out that they really feared feeling their emotions. So a way that they actually didn't have to deal with their emotions was to keep busy. Okay, so we can never really, you know, we never really know why we're doing things unless we sit down and start to do some honest self-reflection. So the fear of change, the fear of responsibility, the fear of being judged, uh, fear of losing freedom or whatever it might be. And again, feel free to name your own fears. You, you probably already have a great idea about what sort of fears you have. So in step two, you name your greatest fear and, what's, and you write down what's the worst thing that could happen with this fear and actually write down a little bit of a story that you may have about this fear. The more that you can become clearer about the narrative that you have be, be, before your limiting beliefs and your fears and how they're associated to each other, the more you'll actually start to identify some patterns and narratives that you have that are having significant negative effect on your life. So I want you to narrow down your fears and you may even want to narrow it down into the area of your life that you know that you want to take some conscious action to change. So you write down your fear and write down that, you know, I believe that I will experience, you know, whatever your narrative or story is with this fear. And then ask yourself, is this a real and valid fear? And what else comes up when I think about this fear now? I know that sometimes self-reflection can be a little bit exhausting. I know that sometimes we can find ourselves procrastinating or even find ourselves distracting ourselves um, from wanting to do some of this inner work. But I know for a fact that it is really valuable and it can help propel you more towards what you're looking for in life and what you deserve to achieve and what you desire to achieve than actually constantly be, you know, chasing your tail and going around in circles and telling yourself that you've done something wrong. But the reality is that on a subconscious level, you may just be needing to take the time to actually deal with and manage your limiting beliefs your narrative, your programming, your stories and your fears so that you can become more settled within yourself, become more mindful, become an observer of your thoughts. And at the end of the day, sometimes we've just got to ask ourselves, you know, who am I without this limiting belief? Who am I without this fear? Becoming more consciously aware is a much more enjoyable way of living. So I wish you well. Enjoy your self-reflection. And we're going to start moving on to some of the other foundations of personal growth and development in the next podcast. So I really look forward to uh, connecting with you again soon. Much love and all the best for now.